What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Friday, March 21st, 2019. Ah, no, it's the 22nd. Dang it. I screwed it up. I screwed it up because I was trying to get ahead yesterday. I made the doc for today yesterday, but then I looked at the clock. I screwed it up. It's all on me, everybody. You want to restart? I'm Greg Miller. I screwed it up. No, Barrett. Let him see the warts. Okay. All right. Let him see how the sausage gets made over here. I want to hear. I love this. talking about that. <laughs> well, yeah. Right. Just how everything's always broken and nobody ever. Does. I want to hear this. Greg Miller alongside for the first time ever, Amanda Farrow. Woo! Hey. Do I applaud myself? You sure can. You are, Woo! of course, the EIC of Game Daily Biz. Newly promoted. That's huge. Why? I'm so why, excited. why are you slumming it with us? That seems like you're an adult. You got a real adult job over there. Don't tell anybody. Okay. <laughs> Amanda, if people don't know you, run me through it. Who are you? What, what, how did you get in the industry? What, what do you do in the industry here? What's the, what's the EIC doing over there? What's the EIC doing? Yeah. Well, I'm actually EIC of two websites. Ooh. I'm also the EIC of superparent.com. Okay. Where we talk about video games. Yeah. And we talk about parenting stuff. And we okay. talk about YouTube and Momo and all kinds of... That's a lot of things to it's talk a lot. about. Yeah, it's yeah, a yeah. lot. Mostly we talk about Pokemon Go. Of course, yeah. Kids like that. People really, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah. really like it. But I got uh, started in the industry almost a decade ago. Wow. Yeah, I got my start at this excellent site called Gaming Angels. I wrote my very first game review for Heavy Rain, which I oh, loved wow. and loathed at the same time. Of course, yeah. At, because everybody did. Sure, at yeah. At that time. Yeah, 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 of course. So I've bounced around a, be a bit. I worked at uh, the Daily Crate, so Loot Crate's blog. I worked okay. there for a little while. I worked okay. at Mike.com, and I started working at Game Daily Biz. Almost a year ago. Wow. Yeah. And now you're promoted. To the, you're, now you're running the show. And now I'm running the show. Wow. Look at that. I don't know. They just said, here are the keys. <laughs> don't wreck it. <laughs> so for you then, as an EIC, what are you looking for? What do you want to do with the site? So what I'm what I'm really looking to do is I want to do more multimedia stuff. Okay. Um, I need you know resources and sure, of course, doesn't like everybody? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. You gotta you gotta get them resources. Um, but we do thoughtful news. That's really what we care about, and thoughtful features, deep dives into studios, into the way that people interact with video games in the industry, and the way that the industry interacts with the community yeah. and interacts with. Um, you know, stores and everything like that. So that's awesome. Yeah. I really, really like what we're doing on game daily. Like we take our time. We're not breaking news all that often. Sure. The only news that we've broken has been about studio closures and layoffs, which is a total bummer. Yeah, of course. Um, but outside of that, I mean, we take our time. We love to just do it right. Yeah. We don't have to be the first ones to bat. We just have to be the best. Sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Have some, uh, thought behind it. Right. Some, exactly. Yeah, yeah, uh, news with context. Yeah. That's great. That's great. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for spending your time with me, dear. Your final day of GDC. Final day. It finally we, ends. It's been ugh, a week. We did it. Yeah. We, but we crushed it. It's funny, you know, as I've tried to bring on more and more people to the show, you are a name that has come up universally. You know yeah, what I mean? It's, it's been interesting. You're one I, of these Mr. Negative, negative, negative John kids. You know I what know. I mean? Where everybody's like, oh, use them. I'm like, that's a weird name. I don't know how to find them. <laughs> <laughs> What's a John? How do I find exactly. one? <laughs> when I, I booked him, got him all that far. I was like, what is your last name? You don't have your last name anywhere online. I don't know how to find you. Find you. It's Phipps. Oh, I know that now. He's been on the show. Oh, I, I had to learn at that point how I to say it. You know, I him and his weird little hats. But yeah. But it's no, you are point. you are one that everybody said has to come on the show because everybody Aww. it seems loves you in this industry. So congratulations. They're so sweet. I love this industry so much. That's why I love my work at Game Daily. I just think this industry can be the most amazing thing ever. And I want to be able to help empower developers to be their very best, to help empower publishers to be their best, and help 
gamers to better understand, you know, how the sausage is made. Sure. Oh, look at that. That's a callback. Yeah. I like those. Yeah, yeah. All right, good. Well, we have a lot of that to talk about today because we're talking about PlayStation getting into the direct business, Vampire the Masquerade coming back, and a list of the best-selling nindies because this is kind of funny. Games Daily, each and every weekday on a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show, patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames with your questions, comments, concerns, bad PSN names, and everything else under the video game sun. Then tune in to watch us record it live on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames. If you're watching live, you have a special job. Go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, roosterteeth.com, and listening on podcast services around the globe. My war with the printer continues. And we will not talk about it because it's all it's the weekend and we can just move on. Housekeeping for you. Speaking of roosterteeth.com, finally, the Nick Scarpino documentary Woo! Waiting for the Punchline is up over there. If you want to go watch it, it's a fantastic piece of content, if I do say so myself. I had nothing to do with it other than getting interviewed for it. Obviously, Nick's Hashtag in it. Content. But it's all about Nick's uh, journey as a comedian uh, with one year under his belt and then his journey to try to get on the stage here at SF's Punchline. Uh, I cried watching it. Now, granted, I know Nick, but so do you. So maybe you'll cry. You know what I mean? Maybe that's how it works. I do like a good cry. Then this is going to be for you, I think. Okay, perfect. Uh, remember, the Kind of Funny World Tour is rolling on Kansas City. We're coming for you one week from tomorrow, March 30th. We will be there. You can come to the meet and greet over at the Flying Saucer for free, of course. However, if you want to go the extra mile, we're doing a bunch of panels at Planet Comic Con. Tim's talking to Power Rangers. Uh, Fonzie's talking to Nick. I'm talking to Mick Foley and some Superman folks. So come on out if you want to. Then it's New York on April 6th, Vancouver, May 4th. All of this is up on kindoffunny.com slash events. Look at you still repping. The still repping Vancouver. Still repping Canada. Still repping the Couve. How long have you been here in, the, in, in the, these United States? Two years. Really? Okay. Cool. Two years, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, miss, I miss Vancouver. Yeah. But yeah. I got priced out of it because it's uh, way too expensive. Sure. It's yeah. just like I could never live here. I don't know how you guys live here. Neither do we. All right. You know what, Barrett? Don't unionize. Cool. Next up, thank you to our Patreon <laughs> producers, Mohammed, Mohammed, Tom Bach, and Blackjack. Today we're brought to you by Robin Hood and Third Love, but I'll tell you about it later. For now, let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. <laughs> Time for some news. Four items on the Roper Report. A baker's dozen. Number one, can you believe it? PlayStation seems to be doing their own PlayStation Directs. This is from the PlayStation uh, blog. Tune in to the very first episode of State of Play, where we'll share new updates and announcements for PlayStation 4 and PlayStation VR software. And then Sid Schumann, of course, a uh, friend of the show, chimes in with this entire report. Glad to finally be able to talk about this. Today we're introducing a new video program called State of Play. And the first episode kicks off Monday, March 25th at 2 p.m. Pacific time. State of Play will give you updates and announcements from the world of PlayStation. Our first episode will showcase upcoming PlayStation 4 and PlayStation VR software, including new trailers, new game announcements, and new gameplay footage. You can watch it live on Twitch, YouTube, Twitter, or Facebook worldwide, and we'll be offering up the VOD edition shortly after the episode airs. And this is just the beginning. State of Play will return throughout the year with more updates and announcements. See you Monday. First. They're... they're they're doing a Nintendo. They're pulling a Nintendo. Right. Well, here's the, that's the, that's the thing. Remember, of course, PlayStation, we're not doing E3. We're yeah. not spreading ourselves too thin. Our games, we understand the hype around an E3 press conference. Mm-hmm. We don't have that because we've been putting out our games. We've been doing all this stuff. That's where we're at. Sure. Here we come with the state of play thing with obviously different sets of expectations. Absolutely. But still, expectations nonetheless, Amanda. Oh, yeah. Parker Petroff wrote in 
to patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames and says, Hey, KFGD crew, PlayStation is now doing their own video broadcast called State of Play according to the PlayStation blog. Do you expect these to be more like a Nintendo Direct or an inside Xbox? Also, any inside news on if Patapon 2 will be there, Greg? Shuhei, please. Ah, <laughs> no. All right, you know what, Barrett? This could be the time. Think about it. We don't have enough giant announcements for E3. I got you. But we have the biggest announcement. Here's the release date for Patapon 2. We saw it at the last PSX. That was nearly a year and a half ago. Where is it, Shuhei? It's done. Just put it out. I don't understand what the problem is. I digress. We probably won't hear about it on Monday. We definitely won't hear about it on Monday. (laughs) What do you envision these state of plays to be like? I think they're going to be a lot like Nintendo Direct. We're going to see some smaller sound clips and bites of what they're going to be releasing, um, what they're going to be producing over the next quarter essentially because that's what nintendo's been doing now since i think what was it 2011 kind of funny.com slash you're wrong when they started doing nintendo directs yeah tim was awake and not i saw him on instagram stories karaoke really late he'd be here to run in the room and tell us but he's not okay that's okay it's karaoke i understand i think (laughs) it was 2011 that they did their first nintendo direct and they just stopped doing e3 yeah they pulled out e3 they pulled out out e3 i mean it's overhead too if you think about it if their resources are going to be better spent reaching people where they are people are going to be hanging out in their underwear in their living rooms and watching nintendo direct and so watching state of play yeah right yeah so i have a feeling that this is going to be sony's answer to making sure that they're not overspending i they'll keep their and i think i think that we'll see psx come back this year Oh, really? This year, you think so? I, I think hope so. so. I, I love that event. Here we go. Lord of Pwn says, October 2011 was the first Nintendo Direct. <gasps> so there you go. I love that I was right. And then, of course, uh, somebody else has a different date later on. No, we're getting... Uh, everybody but Kebabs is right. Kebabs, as usual, you're wrong, and we don't like you. Okay, um, awesome. Thank you. <laughs> I my, the, my thing with it, I think the fact that they're doing a... It was state of play, right? Where it seems it's all pre-canned. It's all. It doesn't seem like it's going to be run live, right? Yeah, when you go exactly. back, because it's updates, it's announcements. The VOD will be later on. It's still seen. Well, they say watch live. I don't. Maybe it'll be a hybrid. Maybe we'll see a little bit of inside Xbox and a little bit of the Nintendo Direct, where they've got some canned stuff. Yeah, but they're also talking live. I don't know. Though. If you're doing it like this, if you're, I, I have to imagine state of play. Even though they say you can watch live as it happens. I don't. I I cannot imagine why you would switch off to this and have it still be Sid or Ramon or whoever mm-hmm. on a live stream, being like, "All right, we're here." Like, oh, blah, blah. like you yeah. you have a chance to come out and do a polished package and yeah. really knock it out of the park. I think you're right in some kind of hybrid way, where I uh, uh, between a uh, Nintendo. It's got to be somewhere in between the two. Yeah, exactly. Because I feel like I don't think it, it sounds like a. I think Nintendo sometimes is too sterile. Right yeah. where it is just like trailer, trailer, trailer. The Nindies thing we just saw uh, with Kirk and Katie was done really well, right? Absolutely. And they had those interstitials. But even there, it was more like, cool. It was like kind of funny game showcase. We're setting you up to get you in to be done. Whereas I think yeah. PlayStation, uh, with their first parties, if they're going to have more of those announcements, right? If we see something from Ghost of Tsushima, you imagine, we're talking about maybe these are every quarter. Who knows if they will be? But you figure this, I would assume, has to be the last one before Days Gone releases in April. So you figure... Uh, some kind of update there where it would be a polished package with John Garvin talking about how mm-hmm. the preview tour went. Here's some behind the scenes footage of what we did it would be awesome. But like a nice package of it, right? Yeah, that exactly. Rather than 
just have the talking heads introduce the bits actually get in there with them in a like a contained little dock about what it is but who knows i i mean this sounds like it's going to be trailers and release dates and game announcements that sounds awesome right like that we all want that I'm glad. everybody wants that because we've been what sitting on the edges of our seats since sony announced we're not doing e3 yeah and like what are you going to do then what right? are you yeah. doing then you what? don't have a you didn't do psx last year yeah so are you doing it this year what are you what are you guys doing so maybe i don't know maybe we won't see psx come back i'm hoping we do because how else oh, i i really hope we do yeah because they don't have any other live events yeah unless well, you go to paris games week i guess but who goes to that yeah I, I can't afford that rent people i know right with their baguettes and berets get out of here uh <laughs> no i i i mean i want them to get back to being the play the playstation that they were at the launch of playstation 4 yeah and not that I'm, I, I don't i'm not hating on what they've become here but they have been able to not take their foot off the gas but stop talking to the audience in the way they needed to at the beginning of the playstation 4 life cycle of like yeah. hey no, no no we're cool and games 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 we're here for it now but it's they like, also did that at the end of the playstation 2 cycle yeah. where they stopped listening to their fans and yeah. so that's Xbox, always the concern and i mean but xbox ended up eating their lunch during the playstation 3 era even though they had a number of really great exclusives you know xbox outsold them sure. from what i remember I could be wrong. Please tell me if I'm wrong. 360 PS3? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Xbox outsold them when it mattered, when yeah. it was happening, but PS3 gained in the end and, and outsold That's it at the almost, very end. Yeah. But like the, by then, the tale was written. Yeah, you know what exactly. I mean? That like Xbox won that generation. Yeah, won that yeah, generation. Yeah, exactly, right. Much in the same way that, you know... Th that Sony has definitely dominated. Oh, yeah. For the Th this most has part. been a different, completely different ball of wax in terms of how this is going. Definitely. So it'll be interesting to see what Monday holds. I'm I'm definitely I'm open to it. Oh yeah. Like I I mean we love the hype. We love these kind of announcements. We sure. I love to not know what's coming, especially when it is like cool, yeah. What does twenty nineteen look like for them? We really don't, we know, don't know. Right? Days gone. Great yeah. in April. And then then what? Last of Us? Ghost of Tsushima? Yeah. Death Stranding? Like, what? Like where are these games in their development uh, yeah. pipeline cycle? Because Sekiro is already out, right? Yeah, yeah it came so, out today. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so I mean, that's it. It's mm -hmm. that and Days Gone. And then what else do we have? Well, Sekiro is not even, like, exclusive, right, to PlayStation. That's no. everywhere, yeah. 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 Mm. I don't know, man. That's just from their E3 showcase that... Oh, I see what you're saying. I'm sorry. That very interesting you. E3 showcase. Yeah. <laughs> very, very interesting between very interesting. rooms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But and then, yeah, even and then with Sekiro out, like, what does that mean for Ghost of Tsushima? Like, do you want to space them out more? Are they that different? I, I hope so. I, don't I know. hope. I hope they're. Different. I have a lot of questions about a lot of things. Uh, is it coincidence that Andrew Goldfarb went to Sucker Punch and now this is happening? Probably. But let's just say maybe he made big moves up there and made this happen. Speculation. He was like, you know what, Sid? We got to do these kind of Nintendo Directs. All the kids love them. Dapper Steven with a PH wrote in to patreon.com slash kind of funny games and says, What's up, KFGD? With PlayStation announcing the state of play coming Monday, I only have one burning question that comes to mind. Will there be a kind of funny live reactions just like the one for Google Stadia? Stadia. Stadia, that's what I said. Stadia. Like a chicken tostada. Stadia. Stadia. St Stadia? Salvia. There you go. Slevia? Stevia. Stevia. Uh, yes, there will 100% be a live reaction to this. Are you kidding me? Two o'clock, you can come to twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames. We'll be live reacting, seeing what they got up their sleeves, because that's what we do here. We just react to other people's content. One that day sounds awesome. I, yeah, I hear people like Game Grumps a lot. Probably one day we're just going to watch their content and react to that and see if that takes off. <laughs> Number two on the Roper Report, Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines 2 has been revealed. Everybody's freaking out on the internet. Amanda, you were there last night at this preview event. I was there at the preview event last Let me night. tell you, preview events, so boring. You show up, some guy talks to you for a little bit sure. about the game, then you play the game and you leave. Yeah. Is that what and happened last night? No. 
nuts. Not even a little how last night You went. started telling me about this event. I'm like, well, this has to go on the Roper Report. So what the hell happened last night? Okay. What is this game? Let's start okay, there. Let's start with the game. Let's start with the game. So Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines is a white wolf game. And it's based on Vampire the Masquerade, which is a long-standing tabletop game. They made it into a video game, a couple of video games, yeah. in the early aughts. And the last one that came out was in November of 2004. It's a beloved cult hit. People love Bloodlines 1. It was a mess, but it was a beautiful, beautiful mess. Um, so I loved it. Sure. It's great because you get to play as a number of different vampire clans and it, the story's wonderful. So Bloodlines 2 was announced yesterday and it's being published by Paradox uh, Interactive. So they do games like they have Battletech and mm-hmm. they do Stellaris and a bunch of other like really interesting real time strategy yeah. games for people that love real time strategy games. So this is a this is a departure for them. This is a departure for Paradox. Sure. And I got my hands on it yesterday. I got to see it okay. in action. It is in every way a Bloodlines game. Okay. It dives so deep choice into choice and yeah. decision making. Okay. Absolutely. And it the combat is very fast based. It's brutal. There are a number of different decisions that you can make. They've decided to pare back a lot of the using weapons so that you can use your fists, you can mm, use your mm. vampire abilities. Cause like, why not? Yeah. You're gonna go jump around and turn into mist and then punch a guy's brain out, I guess. <laughs> Sounds like a good one. That's, that's, that's my good, kind right? of vampire, yeah. That's my kind of vampire game, too. It's the kind of game I've been waiting 15 years for. No big deal or anything. So the reveal event last night was bonkers. I've never been to a reveal event like this, and I've been doing this for a long time. Yeah. It was an alternate reality game. I don't know if you've ever played an alternate reality game before. No, but is this is like aug- AR, like augmented reality, where I'm walking? No, around? no, no. So an alternate reality game is like where you s- it's it's role playing essentially. Okay, but it's for a very specific purpose. So we rolled up, and we got put into this room where they had to onboard us and make sure that they're like, "Are you sure you want to participate in this game?" Like, bro, I just want to play the game. Yeah, I just want to play the game. Just like, just like, hook me up. Hook it into my veins. It's fine. Um, and they asked if we wanted to participate in the ARG as well. So we get into this into this warehouse, essentially. Okay. And we have to wander around. And we have quests. We ended up getting this brochure full of quests that we needed to wander around and talk to people and convince them to give us pins so gotcha. that we could talk to the CEO, like this fake CEO of this tender. Oh, app. tender. Okay. Tender. Um. And so, yeah, we we ended up wandering around and completing all of our quests and everything like that. And we got to the end of the night, and just before they ended up doing the full reveal of Bloodlines 2, the fake CEO, so of Tender, ends up getting up on stage. And everybody's, like, really hyped about this thing because they know the reveal's coming soon. And and it's revealed by his co-founder of Tender that vampires are misusing this app to profile people so that they can like find better meals okay with their essence sure yeah you know because every once in a while you want to have a cabernet or you want to oh have yeah, a yeah, yeah, yeah yeah but with people fine finishes of oak and cherry right exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah the, you just you need that uh-huh. apparently you also need that if you're a vampire and you're looking for so the ten- most exquisite tenders taste. just a shopping list it's of a like shopping what can list. happen okay okay entirely so once that was revealed um it was great. And then Paradox came out and they revealed the trailer for the game and had a conversation about, you know, the game itself. The game was not there okay, because it's an alpha right now. Sure. So everything's behind closed doors and it's a hands-off demo. Yeah, you talked about it. It's still a ways out, right? It's still a ways out. It's, okay. been, it's been in development for three years now. Okay. Um, the crew that's behind it, uh, I think it's Hard Suit Labs, pretty sure. 
please correct me. Kindofunny.com slash wrong. <laughs> it's perfect. I love that. I wish know. I could have that all the time in my my actual life. Well, sometimes it's just them arguing with you, so you don't don't get too uh, careful what you wish for oh, on no. that. Oh no! Oh no! Nickel and diamond. Capital, I've opened up Pandora's box. Yeah, don't worry. Go ahead. <laughs> All right. Anyway, so yeah, it was it was a wonderful event. It was the most bonkers thing ever, and there was role playing everywhere and vampires everywhere, and it was really cool. That's awesome. So, did, what did it? I mean, you liked the first games, right? You I said did. A beautiful mess. Does this? Yes. Do you feel like this is on the right track? Absolutely. From everything you heard, from everything that I've seen and everything that I've heard, and the way that the development team has talked about what they want to do with the game, yeah, until it releases Q1 2020. I'm really excited. That's awesome. Like, I'm really hype about it. It seems like everybody who came away from it last night, the previews I was able to glance, like, seems super positive, right? And yeah. people were into it. It seems like there's a really de- a deep character customization thing of, like, jumping in. Yeah, exactly. And that kind of customization will influence the clan that you will eventually end up joining. Gotcha. That's awesome. So, yeah. Cool. It's, it's going to be great. I'm really, really excited. Uh, Capitalist Pig says, Re, the Bloodlines 2 developer, Hard Suit Labs is the name. Yeah, exactly. You Thank know, you. Too. Um, interesting, and that's a weird event, but it's cool. It's so how, weird. How many people were there? There were so many people there. It was totally packed. It yeah. was hard to get around and actually do get the, the things. quest. I would get imagine. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. We had to go stand at an oxygen bar and like wait for ASMR stuff. Okay. It was it was odd, but really entertaining. Okay. I'm never entertained at these events. I was going to say, like, I can't tell if I'd be into it or if I'd be like, can I just, I got another appointment. I have something else I have to go do. It was super fun. All right, cool. And there was food and there were free drinks. Okay, then, yeah, it was awesome. It was great. That's great. Number three, uh, the best-selling Nindies uh, list there has been updated once again for this year over at GDC. Ethan Akitaku has this report. Indie games make up a crucial and vibrant part of the Switch's great library of games, as evidenced by yesterday's Nindies showcase. At the games developer conference event today, Nintendo shared which indie games have sold best on Switch up until now. While many of them are familiar faces like Stardew Valley, a few new games have crept onto the list, including Overcooked 2. Here in no particular order are the Switch's current all-time best-selling indie games. Stardew Valley, Hollow Knight, Overcooked 2, Undertale, yeah. Dead Cells, uh, Enter the Gungeon, Graceful Explosion Machine, Celeste, yeah. Golf Story, and Overcooked. So both of Overcooked's on there. That's pretty impressive. Uh, an interesting updated list. All right? Like, yeah. I, I love to see Dead Cells on there. Like, I yeah. feel like that was such a indie darling and everybody really got into it but it was available other places right you could yeah. you know go somewhere else but as usual but it's a highly portable game that's the great thing about the switch because yeah. it's a hybrid console you can just pick it up like i brought my switch with me because i never leave home without it of course so, i mean just picking up a game like even overcooked 2 is great on switch and it's great in docked mode it's great in handheld mode yeah. so yeah i it's really great to see Dead Cells on there and Celeste and Golf Story is great and apparently I've never played Graceful Explosion Machine which I need to. to fix. It's fun. It looks really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Another great list of games. It's cool and I'm glad that Nintendo is putting that out there, right? Yeah. I think that, you know, historically sometimes you look at them as being more guarded and more quiet about that kind of stuff and so to put it out here and be like hey here it is and i know ethan's report goes on to compare it to last year's list show you mm-hmm. who dropped off who went where uh it's cool to see that it's still there and it's things like golf story that have been around a while right a uh, graceful explosion machine that has been around a while well i think i, I remember Couple playing that the first nindy event they did at a gdc mm-hmm. uh awesome to see them still kicking doing well i love to see nintendo supporting their indies yeah yeah of course yeah it's great uh number four 
Quantic Dream is coming to the Epic Game Store. This is from Nicole Carpenter at GameDaily.biz. Oh, I know that site. You do know that site. Quantic Dream will be, well, I'm sorry, will bring three of its games to PC on the Epic Store, the developer announced during Epic Games' keynote presentation at the Game Developers Conference in San Francisco. Heavy Rain, Beyond Two Souls, and Detroit Become Human, originally released as PlayStation exclusives, will be available for the first time to PC players. Each of the games have a one-year exclusive distribution agreement with Epic. There isn't an exact release date for any of the three Quantic Dream titles, just that they're expected later this year. Quote, we are so grateful for 12 fantastic years of collaboration with Sony Interactive Entertainment and all they have allowed us to create and produce. Quantic Dream co-CEO. Oh, man, it wasn't David Cage. It's the other guy. Uh, Guillaume. Uh, Guillaume. Oh, really? Okay. Duh. Uh, Fondemir. Fond- Thank you, Amanda. Man, that's so great having an adult on the show for a change. No, it's just Canadian. Okay, okay, good enough. It's okay. Said in a statement, with this new partnership with Epic, we can now expand our products to a wider fan base and allow PC players to enjoy our titles, end quote. Pour one out. You know what I mean? We, we knew it was coming. Thing. I know. Yeah, of course, everybody should be able to play games all, all over the place, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that's what's really interesting with what what Tim and, and Epic Games are doing is they yeah. really want to break down those boundaries and they're like, no, everyone should be able to play any game ever. Sure. You were you tell me beforehand, right? You d- did an interview with him recently? No, I ended up sitting down at the uh, keynote presentation and what I ended up doing was pulling together uh, a dissection of his management style oh, and okay. how that has, you know, essentially made it possible for the Epic Games Store to be a thing. And it's more inclusive, even though there are these exclusives, which tends to ruffle some feathers here sure. and there. Um, but yeah, I I think that Quantic Dream coming to PC, uh, other than Indigo Prophecy, because that was their last PC game. Yeah, I think. Yeah. yeah, these are PlayStation ones, These right? are PlayStation yeah. games. So yeah, I mean, like I said, Heavy Rain was my first game review. That's crazy. Yeah, that's, that's a really old game now. I know. I've been right? doing this for such a long time. Yeah, no, I know. No. I remember skipping the Super Bowl to keep playing it because I was trying to platinum it before it came out. That's perfect. <sighs> well, yeah, I'm. I, we knew this was coming, right? Quantic Dream had gotten that infusion of capital. We'd seen yeah. that thing. They With talked Nettie's. about. Yeah, they talked about trying to go to more places, right? Being yeah. more places. I didn't expect so much to be their already established games going mm-hmm. everywhere else, but it makes sense. You know, we've seen PlayStation. Uh, be more lenient with their second party developers yeah. taking their stuff and putting it eventually on PC. And yeah, not so much with the first party, but definitely 100%. with their with their third party developers. So I think that this is an interesting opportunity for Quantic Dream to come back swinging and be like, no, no, we're still here. You can yeah. go back and play our older games. Yeah, Everyone should go back and play Heavy Rain. If you've never played Heavy Rain, play Heavy Rain. You should. Madison's Bay. Seriously. Exactly. And yeah. then go play the Taxidermist DLC, which makes the game that much better. Also true. That's also very true. You know your games. I appreciate that. That's what uh, for. It's why you got on the show and everybody's like, you have to have a man on the show. <laughs> uh, I'm more, I'm fascinated a little bit more. Tell me more. So what is Tim Sweeney's management style? Of course, we're talking about the guy who's in charge of Epic over That's there. Right. Obviously yeah, the in the CEO. news a lot as we go, uh, we talk about, it seems the Epic game store every day. We had a whole rundown yesterday of what it does, what Steam does and Epic don't. And then we find out about the public uh, Trello that's tracking yes. everything that's happening. I was like, oh yeah, yeah, this is awesome. Yeah, they're being really transparent about it. So I wrote this piece that, really dives into Tim Sweeney either purposefully and consciously making these decisions or this is just something he is intuitively doing. So there's this management practice called servant leadership, Mm -hmm. which is essentially you lead by serving your people. Mm. You look to create opportunities for your people to make the company culture richer and you're looking to enrich the world around you. And that's the way that Tim Sweeney tends to lead with the Epic Game Store, with Fortnite, I mean, coming back and, and giving developers a bunch of money sure. from their Unreal licenses, going back four years, 
and him attribute and Sweeney attributing it to um, getting that Fortnite money. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what that's essentially what he said. During oh, no, the totally. keynote. And it was great because he's like, no, Fortnite has afforded us a ton of success and we want to pass that on to developers. And it shouldn't matter if you develop with Unreal Engine or not or if you sell with us or not developers need to stick together essentially and that's what he considers himself he doesn't look at himself as as a ceo he's looking at being of service to the industry and looking to push the industry forward in a more collaborative open and inclusive capacity and it's i think it's really beautiful so here's my question stick with me i'm not are you a pc gamer like do would you i'm consider- an all gamer okay i play i play like everything so like because when we talked about the epic store and the steam stuff it's mm. been brought up before like greg really doesn't know the marketplaces so it's he's just and it's true i don't know the marketplaces because i'm not in them every day sure, right yeah I've been surprised, obviously, and, and, and not so much the kind of funny best friends, but the other things I see out on Twitter or on subreddit or whatever. Mm-hmm. People thinking that the Epic Store is anti-consumer, right? Or it's actually got an undercurrent of meh to it. It seems like that's... I, I don't, that's a very... It's a really cynical... It's a cynical way of looking at it, I yeah. think. And I mean, there's there's a, a healthy dose of cynicism in this industry that needs to be there. Of because, course. you know, you don't want to be bamboozled exactly. as a consumer. Yeah, yeah. But I don't think that what Epic so is you, doing is is anti-consumer. I think that what they're doing is they want to create competition and competition is good for any industry. Sure. There, there needs to be... Steam has had a near monopoly for, oh my goodness, almost 15 years. Yeah. And Epic's looking to shake that up. They want Steam to do better, to do better, sorry, and they want the industry to be better and they want to do better for developers because when developers have more money, they're able to make better games on time and to support the communities that love those games cool you nailed it that, that's my thing is I, I you know and i'm not trying to make excuses or whatever be super pro epic i thought before that big game store they were making all these wow what they're gonna what they're doing that and they're giving yeah. the money back and they're doing that and then when they started the epic game store it was like oh what a it's a better cut they're actually being blah, blah. Yeah. but so many people are like well what about returns and what about chat rooms and what and I, my take has been well, I think it was there. that they launched this thing to compete at the moment, but they have to add that in later yeah, as they go. Yeah, absolutely. I think that where they where they were was building a minimum viable product, right? They just yeah. want to get something out there. Yeah. And part of the draw for the Epic Game Store has been, you know, I I prefer the experience. I just go on there. There are games that I can buy. There are games that I can play. And that's it. And I have my friends list. What, yeah. what else do I need? I don't need achievements. I don't need right, well, mod let's support. Let's not get crazy about the achievements and trophy <laughs> systems. All right, Amanda. For me personally. Okay, that's fair. I'll take that. I'll, I'll allow that to happen. It's cool. It's cool. It's just because I, I have to bounce around to so many different games. I never get achievements anymore. Sure. Unless they're very low-level, low-hanging fruit achievements. Because don't be, I don't, don't be ashamed by that. Everybody wants that Mr. Massage Platinum or uh, My Name is Mayo Platinum. Go get it. Don't worry is, yeah, about it. Yeah, it's true. Pad the stats me. is what I say, Barrett. All right. All right, Barrett, you know, come on. I need more energy. I know it's been a long week. Amanda, I'm excited to see how the war between Epic Game Store and Steam nets out in the end. Duking it out. But it's still so far away till we know what happens. If I wanted something more immediate, like say what came to the mom and grop shops today, where would I go? Well, the official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily show hosts each and every weekday. Yeah. God, that's beautiful. You know, what we lack in the ability to speak clearly and pronounce names. <laughs> There's got, a lot of doo We got in jazz. We got in jazz. Yeah. Yeah. Out today. Sekiro, Shadows Die Twice is finally here. PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC. Uh, Fate Extilia Link is on PlayStation 4. PlayStation Vita 
It lives. And Switch. Stories, The Path of Destinies, is out on Xbox One. Man, I remember that. That's took, that took a while to get over there. I remember playing that on PlayStation 4 forever ago. Mm-hmm. Unravel 2 is on Switch. Woo-hoo. Oh, man. Okay. Uh, Tid, Tide, Wag, Ver, Nemand is on Xbox One. Nailed it. Mini Golf Maker is on PC. Gladiators, Luddus Manager is on PC. Arctic Fleet is on PC. Time Over is on PC. Out of the Park Baseball 20 is on PC. Bunny Parking is on PC, and Sushi Time is on Switch. I'm excited about Bunny Parking on PC. I mean, that's the one that stood out for me. Barrett, can I get a trailer for Bunny Parking on PC while I talk about new dates? Yep. New dates for you. EA Dice reveal that a new mode is coming to Star Wars Battlefront 2 on March 26th. Capital Supremacy will bring a new Clone Wars era authentic experience to the game as it pits its forces of the Galactic Republic against the Separatists in a fight that fuses non-linear ground battles with thrilling invasions and takedowns of capital ships. Uh, show the people here. Oh, it, hold uh, well, okay. Uh, you're, you're doing it and then it crashed. I'll go. Spike Chunsoft announces that AI, the... Some Nomia files will release July 25th. It reveals that the RPG Chris Crystar will launch on uh, August 27th, and then new Fire Pro Wrestling DLC from Suda 51 is coming, and it sounds crazy. I mean, anything that Suda's it's, involved with is bonkers. Because I didn't realize in '94 he did a, a storyline for Fire Pro about the Vanishing, where it's like all this murder and suicide and stuff, and they're calling this again the Vanishing. So it looks like that's going to be great. An updated version of that. Cool. Uh, here is the Silver Case comes to wrestling. Exactly. <laughs> Here's Bunny Parking. Uh, it is a bunny. Oh, now we're hopping around. But uh, it's oh, a that's great. Bunny. I'm going to cover that on Super Parent. Of course, yeah. That's perfect. Entertainment. Look at it. Look, Look at that hashtag go. content. Yeah. Exactly. Wow. Okay. Yeah. All right. Party mode. Party mode right there, Barrett. Oh, okay. Uh, more new dates for you. Aaron Hansen, voice actor, animator, and co-host of the comedy gaming show Gr- Game Grumps, will be delivering the opening Storytime keynote at PAX East uh, Thursday, Ooh. March 28th at 10.30 a.m. in the main theater. Construction Simulator 3 is coming to iPhone and iPad April 10th. Uh, now, it's like LaCroix, right? So it'll be Croiler Sigma coming uh, March 28th to Nintendo Switch. And then Sea of Thieves gets the anniversary update, the biggest content update so far, and it'll be coming free to all players on April 30th. Deals of the day for you. Uh, City Skylines is free to play on Steam all weekend long. That's through Sunday, March 24th. It's a good game. Get it is a good it. game. It is a good game. Uh, the game is also on sale for 75% off, which gets it down to uh, $7.50, which why not do it? Uh, while this is happening, Barrett Courtney has slacked me a link. Yep. Oh, this, is this breaking or did I just miss it this morning? I think uh, I saw I think, it. I think you missed it. I morning. just missed it this morning. Yeah. Uh, uh, late breaking Roper Report news for you. This is from uh, Sal Romano, of course, <laughs> over at Gamatsu. Thank you. Persona 5 R News is coming Ooh. March 23rd, which if you're keeping track at home, that's tomorrow. New information about the December 2018 announced Persona 5 R will be announced on March 23rd uh, following the Persona 5, the animation stars and hours broadcast. Uh, Atlas confirmed. Persona 5, the animation, stars, and hours will air on March 23rd from uh, 20 to 21 Japan Standard Time on a whole bunch of different places. So tomorrow at some point, maybe this evening, I don't know. You'll see something about all this stuff. Uh, 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 Barrett, you're a Persona crazy guy. Persona 5 one of my, uh, is my favorite game of all time. Man. Ooh. Uh, what do you think this is? What are the rumors on this? Uh, Persona, is it the Switch version finally? Can Pers- we finally be happy? Persona 5 R, from what I under, from what the rumors and all that stuff is about, it's possibly 
a fighting game because there was like the they had Persona Four oh, and then like the Persona right. Four dancing and then they had Persona Four like the fighting game or right. whatever. I remember that. And so this would be the order op- of operations since the dancing game already came out for Persona Five. The dancing game is very very good. It's so good. It's oh, so yeah. good. And then easy platinum too. So the thought is that this might be a fighting game or it could be uh, Persona 5's version of Persona Four Golden. Um, whether that is actually going to come to Switch, probably not. Um, I don't know if the Switch never... has the, the has the graphical computing all the power to bring Persona Five over. It totally could. You're crazy. It would look Thank beautiful. You. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank, you. <laughs> hey, Thank you for inviting me on your, your show and insulting me. It's fine. Um, let's get into reader mail, but first I'll tell you about our sponsors. Today we're brought to you by Robinhood. Robinhood is an investing app that lets you buy and sell stocks, ETFs, options, and cryptos all commission free. While other brokerages charge up to $10 for every trade, Robinhood doesn't charge any commission fees so you can trade stocks and keep all your profits. Plus, there is no account minimum deposit needed to get started so you can start investing at any level. The simple, intuitive design of Robinhood makes investing easy for newcomers and experts alike. View easy to understand charts and market data and place a trade in just four taps on your smartphone. You can also view stock collections such as 100 Most Popular. With Robinhood, you can learn how to invest in the market as you build your portfolio, discover new stocks, track your favorite companies, and get custom notifications for price movements so you never miss the right moment to invest. Uh, Robinhood is giving listeners of Kind of Funny Games Daily a free stock like Apple, Ford, or Sprint to help you build your portfolio. Sign up at games.robinhood.com. That's games.robinhood.com. We're also brought to you by Third Love. Let's talk about bras. Let's do it. Using millions of uh, real women's measurements, Third Love designs its bras with breast size and shape in mind for an impeccable feel and incredible feel. Why is Third Love so good? It's the Fit Finder Quiz. Third Love uses data points generated by millions of women who have taken the Fit Finder Quiz to design bras with breast size and shape in mind for the perfect fit and premium feel. Answer a few questions uh, and you can find the perfect fit in 60 seconds. Over 12 million women have already taken the quiz and it's actually fun and takes less than a minute to complete. Third Love helps you identify your breast size and shape and find style that fit your body but don't take my word for it take my wife's she ordered from third love and loves her bra she told me it doesn't feel cheap like most bras it's mostly meant to be worn strapless and it came with two sets of straps two sets of straps people be like jen amanda are you like jen i am so like jen yeah you use it i do oh wow okay i have four third love bras i love them so much okay they're they're fantastic i don't think i will ever buy from another from another bra company again. Well, there you go. Wow, okay. Uh, Third Love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone, so right now they're offering my listeners 15% off your first order. Go to thirdlove.com slash games now to find the perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash games for 15% off today. 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 I like, to do the, I like to do the little echo. It, really reminds me, it reminds me of the end of Saved by the Bell of the College Years. Nice. Standing at the edge of tomorrow. Today. 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 That's how, I, that's how I do it. That's it's, good. How, yeah. it's a good montage in my head. Isn't it? God, it is. Man, uh, on, I'm thinking it, about it. A show people didn't love enough. Uh, Daniel <laughs> Summers writes in to patreon.com slash games and says, Hello, Greg and Amanda. Hallelujah. Sekiro has arrived and I am ready to die. My question is in regards to difficulty in AAA video games. The director builds games from the ground up with challenge in mind and has seen enormous success. But why are challenging games still a rare concept for AAA developers, especially after the success it's been for From Software? We've seen the Soulsborne genre explode in the indie scene, but outside of Team Ninja's Neo, there doesn't seem to be much competition for From Software on the AAA front. Are they harder to create than it seems, or are studios afraid of narrowing their audience? Thoughts, Daniel? So I think that 
I don't think that they're necessarily harder to make. I can't really speak to that, but I think that the numbers say otherwise. I think that the numbers around what accessible gaming looks like, mm-hmm. and it's not about necessarily narrowing the pool. It's about ensuring that a number of different kinds, like as many different kinds of people can play these games as humanly possible. Sure. So not necessarily about lowering the barrier to entry, but allowing different kinds of inputs, allowing different kinds of play styles. And why would we not want to make games more inclusive? And these kinds of Soulsborne games, like they are so interesting. These almost massacore games, like they are masochistic <laughs> in the way that they, they just they just hurt so good. Um, do you love them? Do you are you a Souls I'm not, player? I'm I'm not a Souls player because it requires a lot of time, and as a mom, I have almost no time yeah. to play video games. So that's why I play everything on my Switch. Sure, of course, yeah, yeah. You know, or I gotta on, imagine, yeah, you you gotta put these kids to bed and then sneak off and try to play a little bit of time. Yeah, yeah. that's pretty much it. Yeah, 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 and really, I'm just playing the division right now. <sighs> Amanda, you're the best. No wonder everybody says I just love it. God, I love it's it so, so good, much. right? You, what are you playing on? So we're playing on PC. Okay. Well, that sucks, but okay, no big deal. That's fine. Don't worry about that. I (laughs) I have a really nice gaming PC. I got to use it. So I think that it's, I think it's a numbers game. Developers and publishers know what sells. And unfortunately, these kinds of games don't sell. They don't sell in a broad capacity. They sell very deep and they create deep communities that are so passionate and they are so excited about these games. And that's wonderful. But for big AAA publishers, they are looking to cast a wide net. Yep. So that's really what that comes down to. They're playing the numbers game, and they have to. They have fiduciary. Ooh, it's a big word. Fiduciary responsibility yeah. to investors. Man, you should host the show. You say everything more eloquently than I do. I just come <laughs> stumbling in like a bull in a chair. Don't make fun it's of me, true. Barrett. All right, Barrett. It's t- cut your own microphone. Uh, <laughs> no, I think you nail it. Right. That's the whole point of this. Is that yes, the Souls games are a success. You can't argue that not right. But you look at that and like, what is a success to that developer or that publisher on that game, whether it be Bandai Namco or whoever, you know, PlayStation for Bloodborne. That is a sliding scale for every company you deal with. Absolutely. And so, yeah, it's awesome to have a a favorite that has an an awesome audience, blah, blah, blah. But like if the audience is, you know, thousands, obviously, but if it's just still so small, you know, you can't cater to that audience. So, I mean, if you look at this, if you look at the critical success of Soulsborne games, they are always very, very well received yeah. by critics. They're always well received by the community. But then you stack it up against the giants right now that are Apex Legends, sure. Fortnite, PUBG. People want to be playing games that they can jump into, they can get better at incrementally, but it always feels like they're moving forward and they can play with their friends. Yeah. I mean, that's where the money is right now. Right. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I mean, publishers are going to go where the money is. Yeah. yeah Developers. Yeah. That's why. That's why we have indie and mid-tier developers. Sure. That's why THQ Nordic exists to find these people's games that had a very small cult following by the okay. IP. <laughs> Somehow, not even put the game out, but eventually they're going. I don't Just know what like they're doing. I don't know what they're doing there. Uh, Amanda, would you believe more? Breaking news. Holy oh my shit. goodness. Unheard of. I'm reading now from the Xbox Wire. Announcing ID at Xbox Game Pass, a showcase of indie games coming to Xbox Game Pass. Uh. We're excited. This, yeah, you're not, you didn't get kicked in the head and think you imagined the PlayStation Showcase. There's another showcase coming your way the n- day after the PlayStation Showcase. We are excited to announce ID at Xbox Game Pass, a stream highlighting great indie games coming soon to Xbox Game Pass, premiering March 26th at 9 a.m. Pacific time. In this show, you can expect to learn more about some of the hottest ID at Xbox titles coming to Xbox Game Pass with new reveals gameplay highlights and conversations with the developers fans will be able to check out the first episode here which is the link obviously 
In our debut, we'll dive into games previously shown at E3 and XO18. Expect hits such as After Party, Void Bastards, and Supermarket Shriek to be highlighted. In addition to new game announcements, we'll also share a visit to Night School Studios, the creative team behind the hit game Oxenfree, for a behind-the-scenes look at their upcoming game After Party. Extra, mm, extra made up bonus internet points if you tweet to us about your advanced frisbee college courses. That was a weird one, but okay. I uh, hope you join us for the debut episode March 26th at 9 a.m. Look at this. Everybody's doing it now. And th- I like that they're expressing literally what I said the PlayStation 1 would probably be. Hey, we're going to do the things and the trailers and the announcements and then also do and like behind, also the behind the scenes docs and stuff like that. Everybody likes behind the scenes. So I'm not trying to paint with a broad brush here. Okay. But as you continue to see, everybody trying to grab the message, grab their own moments, do whatever. We don't need necessarily the anchor of an E3. What do you think is happening with E3 in the ESA, and where are we going with this? I think that where E3 is going is it's becoming a more and more consumer-facing event. So it's becoming a larger, more spectacular version of PAX. Mm, mm. That's what it seems like, and that's what it's felt like for the last couple of years, especially because the public comes into the it comes into the e, into the E3 uh, show floors um, for portions of the day, and that's great and fine. But they need to go where their people are, and for the most part, their people are gamers. Sure, the industry is great, but it's not a trade show anymore. And I think they're starting to lean into, hey, what if we just got a ton of gamers here? And then the publishers are like, okay, well, what? where's our trade show? And then we end up with GDC, right? Yeah. And GDC, I think, is going to become more of what E3 used to be. Really? Based on what happened with the Vampire Bloodlines reveal, that's an E3 quality kind of reveal event. Google you don't, Stadia, too. Google Stadia, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, and some of, these, some of these other updates that Xbox has had that, you know, Epic Game Store and everything like that they've had as well. You know, it's it's fast becoming what E3 used to be. Crazy. It's wild, right? Yeah, and that's but the thing. Change. What's I I wonder if you're ever going to see uh companies, uh, publishers mainly pivot more to packs. Cuz as E Maybe. as E3 tries to find its footing here of like are we a consumer show? Are we a thing? The main mm-hmm. people are leaving blah blah blah. I think PAX, and this is uh, this is similar to the Steam versus Epic argument, right? Mm-hmm. I think PAX does such a better job of being a consumer show than E3 does, Absolutely. but of course E3 is spinning that up right now. Yeah. But at what point do you, as a publisher, really get serious about looking at PAX and being like, you know what, if we went there and we went hard like we went at E3, would we get a better return on our investment? There are tens of thousands of gamers that go to yeah. all of the PAX events around the world, so I mean... It's definitely good bang for their buck. It's lower margins, I think, too, because they don't have to be at the LACC and they don't have to be in LA. And that's the biggest thing, right? I yep. feel like if, yeah, you could go there and like not just, I mean, and this is one of the things that I think Gearbox has done so well every year at PAX East mm-hmm. of going there and having that main thing of like making Absolutely. that their event where they speak to their audience and they get the main stage and they pack it in and it's crazy and awesome. For sure. And like apparently they're going to do the next Borderlands here, right? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, Bethesda has their stuff at PAX every year too, which is excellent. And I know they're still doing their E3, their E3 press conference, but, but yeah, I, I don't know. I think that E3 is struggling to find its identity again. And it did this, you know, a number of years ago. I think it was, my goodness, probably mid 2000s or something like that. Back when they moved it to Santa Monica. I don't remember. That would have been, I'm, oh, I'm hold on with you. That's 2008 when we was that 2008? Yeah, because I got one. I got one. No, maybe it was 2007. Maybe my first E3 was the bad E3. I definitely, it was one of my first ones where I, I 
Went to a weird. I went to the weird one, and it was the weird one, the one that was in like the, the airplane hangar or something like that. Yeah, well, it was like we went down to Santa Monica and bop, bop between that was the, the hotels only, and stuff. That's yeah, that was the only time they did it in Santa Monica. Yeah, of course they never did it. They again, never yeah. did it again. Gamecock held a funeral parade for E3 and should have held it for themselves. <laughs> oh, there's so, a it, it was an interesting time to be alive back it then. It was the, my uh, first E3 was 2010. Oh. I ended up going to the giant Activision party that they had at the Staples Center. Oh, I was, I was there. With Eminem and yeah, Rihanna. Yeah, yeah. And so yeah, it was yeah. the most, it was the craziest thing I've ever been a part of. Yeah. And it was my first E3. Sure, yeah, yeah. You were, you so were there as, bushy-tailed. you were there as it all started to change. When they were like, you know what? Maybe we shouldn't pour millions of dollars <laughs> into <laughs> these parties. events that have nothing to do with our video games. Maybe we should actually focus on letting people play the video games. What a novel concept. What a weird, goofy idea for what you'd want to do. Uh, I didn't put in the Roper Report either, but there's also a uh, ESRB rating going around for Borderlands Game of the Year edition right now. Interesting. So going around for it. All right. I hope that I, that can't be the announcement, right? Uh, they will riot in that theater at PAX East if that's what Gearbox is out to talk about. I don't want to be there if that's the Here's case. Here's the Game Yikes. of the Year edition for the first Borderlands. Hey, we all know you're ready for a new Borderlands. We're still working on it. So we're And we already gave you a Borderlands 2 and Handsome Jack collections all remastered and awesome. Whatever. We're going back and give you a Borderlands 1. Jesus. Which I hope they don't do because Borderlands 2 is so much of an improvement over Borderlands 1. Right. I don't need to go Absolutely. back and play Borderlands 1. But I digress. We'll see what happens. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to squad up. This is where one of you writes in. To patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames, giving me your name, username, platform of choice, and why you need help in a video game. I read it here. The best friends come and find you, and everybody plays games together. Today, George needs help. He needs help on PC and Xbox. On PC, it looks like it's Beyond the Grave, all one word. And on Xbox, it looks like it's The Dark Knight 08, all one word. George says, I'm a dad with two kids, and I get most of my gaming done at night. So I'm looking for people who want to play The Division 2 or Anthem on PC. Need some kind of funny best friends who want to have fun. So if you want to have fun on PC, Beyond the Grave. On Xbox, The Dark Knight 08. Even though he said PC. I don't know. George wasn't very clear. Beyond the Grave, it seems like Beyond is capitalized and Grave is capitalized. I don't know if that's Do I need to worry about that in PC? I don't know. Do I need to worry about that? No, right? PCs are smart enough for that. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Your TurboTax, you can intercap. It's no big deal. Yeah. You're right. Should be okay. Mind they Sweeper International. Exactly. Uh, time for You're Wrong. This is where people watching live on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, roosterteeth.com, podcast services along the world. Along the world. Whatever. You know, it's Friday. This <laughs> week felt like 15 years. <laughs> this I woke up Wednesday. Like, how is this still happening? That and was then, me on, t- on Tuesday morning. Good Lord. Uh, Zach writes in and says Sekiro was showcased at Microsoft's E3 conference. Neo 2 was at oh, Sony's. That's where we okay. got confused. That's where we got confused. Thank you. Capitalist Pig confirms uh, what I said, but gives us in, uh, factoids. PlayStation 3 sold uh, about, you know, these are all about, obviously. Uh, PS3 sold uh, 86.9 million units compared to Xbox's 85.8 million units. But again, that came away so late that it was already done with that, right? For sure. Um, Nanobiologist says we miss, missed a new date. Uh, Remedy confirms to Eurogamer that control launches on August 27th on PC, <gasps> Xbox One, Ooh, and happy PS4. Happy late birthday to me. Cannot wait. That's going to be those good. guys and gals. Uh, Nanobiologist also has a missed deal of the day for us. Uh, Final Fantasy 14's new expansion, Shadowbringer, is half off on Amazon for $20. It includes the two previous expansions, Heaven's Ward and Stormblood. Ooh. Um... Uh, yeah, Stead Johnette agrees with me again and goes against you. 
Persona on Switch can run the PS3 version, right? Because the PS3, there was a PS3 version of Persona 5. Yep. So oh, that I going, forgot about that. As you should have. As you should have. Because okay. nobody, nobody should have been. All right, here's equivalent. my chagrined face. The, no, uh, don't be chagrined. It's fun. the equivalent of Breath of the Wild being on Wii U. Like, no one cares. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Lord of Bone uh, did some math for us too. The Persona Five announcement will, or Persona Five R announcement will take place at 5 a.m. Pacific on March 23rd. Very helpful. Thank Hi. you very much. I can actually um, be up for that since I'm on the East Coast. Nick says, just a reminder that the initial reveal of the place, uh, Persona Five R started with the PlayStation logo. Very interesting. So yeah, it's got to be a fighting game. The dupes are back. Yeah. Well, this is where I now that now people are really getting wordy, and I gotta like. Just do while I go in here and think about what's happening there. And then you do this. Look at that. Jazz. What about that thing, Jazz? We're making jazz. a video game show. This is what's going on. Uh, Brandon says the Santa Monica E3 was in 20, 2007. Awesome. So that was my first one. And that's why I was like, man, worked my whole life to get here. And this is what it is now. Yep. Got to listen to Games Cock going around there doing their thing. Uh, Greg sucks. KFAF says Gearbox said they have two announcements for packs, so maybe it is a new Borderlands and that other one. That'd be great. that'd be nice. And um, looking at that, now biologist asked if we'll be doing a live reaction to the ID at Xbox. Uh, I haven't talked to Tim about that. I would hazard based on what they said there. No, I don't know why. I don't know if there's going to be any after party is awesome, and I can't wait to play after party. But like, I don't want to talk over them talking about their thing. Mm -hmm. PlayStation's more ambiguous, and it's the first one. So like, what I don't know. That's a great question, I guess. I don't know. PlayStation seems like it's, since they're telling us nothing, I'm expecting more. Mm-hmm. Whereas Xbox is setting my expectations correctly. And I'm like, I don't know. Do I want to talk over you talking about it? I guess recap it on Games Daily. Yeah, there you go. If you didn't know, ladies and gentlemen, this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday on a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. If you want to watch it, twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames, youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, roosterteeth.com, where you can watch Nick's documentary, Waiting for the Punchline. We're very proud of it. I hope Woo. you go check it out. And of course, I'm you can have get- some weepies. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you can check out the show uh, on podcast services around the globe. Amanda. No one lied. You were fantastic. You oh, are welcome here you. anytime. I demand you to come back. Uh, I will do wh- this thing. While you are gone, though, where can people keep up? Where do you want to direct people to find you? I am most prolific on the Twitters. Mm-hmm. So I'm at Amanda Farrow on Twitter. And you can follow Game Daily at, at Game Daily Biz and check out our website at GameDaily.biz. There's all kinds of great stuff from all of our fantastic news writers and features writers. And every once in a while, I find 10 minutes to put something together and it's coherent. So Awesome. Yeah, that's where you can find me. And if you are a parent and you want more information on, you know, video games and parenting stuff, there's also superparent.com. You're good. I like you a lot. I like you okay. too. That's oh, good. Okay. That's good. Like uh, next week, here's how the host rundown works, right? Monday, it's me and Andrea. Tuesday, it's me and Ben Runnings from the Kind of Funny community. Wednesday, it's Tim and Gary Witta, because I'm going to Chicago for my mother's birthday. Aww. Then Thursday, Tim and Fran. Then Friday, Fran and Imran Khan from Game Informer, because we'll all be headed off to Kansas City for the Kind of Funny World Tour stop. And when I say all of us, I mean me and Tim in particular. Bear, are you going to this one? You gonna be a you gonna be a team player? Uh, no, I was not invited to this one. I've again. invited you to everything. I said come to these things. Just pay for them yourself. Uh, I cannot pay for those things realistically myself. Uh, well, I give you a paycheck. Uh, what twice a month? Where does that go? Uh, rent, food. You you do the realize means where you to live, survive? Right? Hey, I'm just saying he's eating a lot of this curry all the time. Volcano <laughs> man curry or whatever. Volcano maybe you know, maybe curry. you make maybe you make something. You make something. You know what I mean? We I, do a cooking show. I teach you how to make meals. You make one of those things. I don't know what that's called. I don't right. know what show that is. Ladies and gentlemen. Until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you.